We are proud to partner with MyFlex Learning. MyFlex Learning is a scheduling platform that helps middle and high schools meet the individual needs of all students. Students can easily create and manage time for flex blocks, wind time, activity periods, RTI, counselor and teacher appointments, and so much more. Even my favorite, Synergy Time. And with its built-in accountability tool and reporting features, MyFlex Learning solves your challenges around getting kids where they need to be and understanding how flex time is spent. Make flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com BE. This B Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. IXL's all-inclusive online teaching and learning platform simplifies EdTech needs and accelerates achievement in 95 of the top 100 U.S. school districts. IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights at every level of your school or district. This one solution performs work that typically requires dozens of tools. Want to find out why so many leading districts trust IXL? Visit IXL.com BE. That's IXL.com slash B-E. Welcome to Transformative Principle, where I help you stop putting out fires and start leading. I'm your host, Jethro Jones. You can follow me on Twitter at Jethro Jones. Welcome to Transformative Principle. I'm excited to have Dr. Kyle Palmer on the program today. He is a HR guy in Central School District, South Kansas City. He's also a consultant for Solution Tree and does a ton of amazing stuff. He recently wrote a book also that is called Parentships in a PLC. And Kyle is a genius when it comes to PLC stuff. And Kyle, welcome to Transformative Principle. Great to have you. Thank you, Jethro. Excited to be back and and with you here today and just excited to talk about this project I've been working on the last couple of years. Yeah, well, I'm excited to talk about this. I think this is an area where uh, right now we need this relationship between schools and parents to be stronger than ever. And with all the all the frustration and turmoil that we've seen over the past couple of years or so, we can really see how it fails when that's not there. So what what is it about that relationship that makes it so vital to our schools and to our students' success? I, you know, the, the project really started with, um, you know, I knew from my experience as a teacher, as a coach, as a principal, uh, really, you know, I saw a lot of first-year teachers or newer teachers who were, you know, afraid to really reach out and connect with parents and and even as an HR director, you know, doing new teacher mentor programs, that was commonly the number one concern new staff had was, you know, what with the horror stories they heard about parents or how to reach out to parents, uh, how to respond to parents. So I really started thinking about, you know, just as far as perspective goes, what what if if parents truly understood, you know, teachers and their role and what they were trying to do for their kid and 
And what if teachers understood more, you know, and kind of had some empathy for parents and understood their struggles and, and that parents just want the best for their kids. And, and oftentimes they may not know what the best is for their kids and, and they're going to be protective and all those things. And what if both sides just kind of understood more about each other and each other's role, you know, would they, and they should be able to partner better together. So it, it kind of evolved from that and really try to connect it into the PLC piece and really developed into an understanding that we, we all need to be in this together. We don't need to be, we need to be allies, not adversaries. And how can we do that together through a PLC? And it kind of starts with the understanding of what I, what I call the education triangle. The, you're going to have, you know, commonly in your professional learning community, you focus on the, the, the teachers are focusing on the kids. They're working together and collaborating together to focus on kids. And kids are a big part of that, obviously, as well. But with this idea, it's teachers and parents working together with students, uh, which really kind of formulates that triangle that we're all we're all working in this together. Not just not just not just teachers, but parents are a crucial part of that too. I was doing a a workshop at the Missouri Principals Association a couple of years ago, and and I was talking about this, and and I was walking around to the tables, and a teacher just said to me. She said that it's their school too. And that really, that really resonated with me that our public schools are for our families as well, for our parents as well. And, and parents are the, the their kids' first teachers. You know, think about for the first five years of their life, the, the parents are the, the kids' first teachers. And then we, we get them in, as kindergartners and we try to, you know, our preschoolers and do as much with them as we can. But it's not a. It's not an and or. It should be working together. Yeah, you know, one of the things that I've been harping on for a while is that we, as educators, think that we have all the answers and know how to do education. The reality is, no amount of education that we give can overcome the teaching that parents give, unless the kids actually want to to take what we're given. And the reality is, is parents are the ones who are in charge of their kids' education. And we just step in to support. A parent decides to move. That takes away all of our responsibility and ability to educate their child. But it takes none of their responsibility away because they are the ones who actually have the responsibility to teach their kids. And we're just helping them in that. And too often we think we're the ones who are educating. And we're not recognizing what you said, that the parents are the kids' first teachers. And we need to respect and appreciate that. And not just say, well, we know what's right. You know, I got into a little Twitter debate with somebody a couple of weeks ago, and she had posted that parents are destroying education. And I mean, that's, you, you can't say that and be a partner with parents at the same time. That's creating an adversarial role. How would you counsel someone who's struggling and feeling adversarial with their, with their parents to, to, to get them on the right track so that they can be partners and not adversaries. Right. And, and I, I will first say, I think this book, and of, of course I wrote this book, but <laughs> I think this book is coming out at a amazingly perfect time based on what we have seen the last, you know, two years where we have essentially, you know, so I would first respond to that person and say for two years, we've essentially put up a gigantic wall and closed all doors to our parents because you know most districts most schools 
COVID protocols were, you know, no visitors in the building. Uh, we're going to move everything to virtual. So all of those opportunities, whether it be back to school nights, open houses, conferences, you know, the spring carnival, basketball games, football, whatever it may be, all those opportunities that we got to partner with parents were just gone. And and virtual is great, and we did the best we could, but it's just not the same to to look at somebody through a screen than it is to you know sit next to a parent, feel their emotions, feel their thoughts, and truly and truly partner with them. So again, I think this is coming out at the perfect time. If parents, it, it really is a case of of we need to focus more on parent engagement instead of parent enragement. And that's a conversation that I had with, I'll give credit for that one to Eric Francis. Eric uh, is a great thought partner, just like you are with me. And, and um, he brought up this topic of in parent enragement and how do we get back to this parent engagement? And we have seen a lot of enragement from parents, but I think they're just, there's some bottled up, you know, hostility there, which, which isn't, we don't want that to be that either, but there's, there's something there where they're feeling like they're not heard. Um, they could handle it better. I, I'm, I'm, I'll get into kind of our norms here in a second, but there's there's something there that they're they're upset about, they're frustrated about that that they're not connecting to. And when we have these disjointed, you know, relationships, there's that goes both ways. It kind of goes back to what I started off with: is sometimes parents, you know, or sometimes teachers get enraged about things. Which how can we bring people together? To, to, to get rid of all that. And, and I think, again, this is the, the most opportune time to be able to do that and go back to what engagement looks like. Um, I would never advocate that parents yell and scream and, and do some of these things that you see on the news and, you know, all those things. But, but they also have, a, we, we also want parents to be a voice, not just have a voice. We've, we've sometimes surveyed parents and We've done this or that, which is to me kind of artificial involvement or even engagement. We want parents to be a voice. And that's what my book is really about is how can they truly become a part of that school culture instead of just somebody on the outside looking in. Our, our, and I'll kind of wrap up with this, you know, as a principal and, you know, hearing a lot of stories you know, sometimes you get parents who wanted to come into the room. They wanted to come observe their child and they wanted to, you know, do whatever. And, and our parent, our teachers would be like, Oh, no way. No, they can't come in here. That's, this is going to be distracting. This they're just here to see what I'm doing. And I, and I, and I, and I understood the concerns of the teachers. And then during COVID, we just opened up our virtual classrooms to everybody and anyone out there. So, so parents did get to see, what was going on inside of these classrooms and parents did get to see the, you know, a lot of the things that were being talked about and done with the classroom. And, and they, they got to see how, how much of a struggle and challenging teaching mm-hmm. can be as well. So again, how can we get people back to being on the same page and doing something about those negative feelings or emotions that they are feeling? Yeah. And, and I think with that perspective of, of hindsight now and seeing what it looked like for you know, us to be broadcasting our classes out to everybody. And, you know, there were some challenges with that to be sure. And there were some challenging aspects of that for sure. But also we, we learned that there's a lot of parents who want to be more enrolled in what their kids are doing and want to be involved. And like you said at the beginning, 
in a positive way. They want what's best for their kids. They're not they're not intentionally trying to like ruin anybody's life or or take anybody's job or anything like that, but they want what's best for their kids and that's their priority. And when we start from that area, we can find common ground pretty easily if we both want what is right for the kids that we're serving. Um, so you mentioned some of the norms around uh, engaging parents. Can you talk a little bit about those? So the really the book is broken up into two parts. And the, the first part talks about the, the education triangle and, and how can we get parents to be more of a voice, not just have a voice. And, and we talk about, you know, how to, how to start your parentship. So, so again, the, the, the title of the book is, is kind of a play on the, the parent partnership. You know, I kept, I thought of, I tried to think of some kind of creative way to capture the essence of what this book was all about. And, and it is about parents. It's about partnerships, but really it's partnerships with the parents. So it became parentships, which I thought was a great way to kind of grab the, the essence of what this book was all about. So we go through in the first part also about developing your parentship success team, which is, is like a, a specific intentional team of parents and, and staff that can work together that their sole f- mission and vision is about how, how can we get parents more involved and engaged and have a, and be a voice inside of the school. And without that intentional work, that's just not going to happen that way. Um, the second part of the book, I, I developed a lot of different strategies to help to help schools. As I was, as I was working on this project, you know, I would reach out to a lot of great leaders and principals and, and thought leaders across the country, and I just kept getting a lot of, well, I, we don't really do this. I don't really know. We send out newsletters. We have carnivals. I mean, there just wasn't a lot of like, no offense to anyone, but there just wasn't a, a ton being done to really intentionally build on this on this partnership. So the, the second part of my book really became a, a, a list of, you know, different sections of, of strategies and things. There are team-based strategies and building-based strategies for, for teachers and, and school staff to use. And one of those strategies was just taking the idea of having norms. You know, again, these aren't like all like brand new from scratch types of things. It's just <laughs> yeah. all good collaborative teams have norms. They have what norms being the a specific you know, kind of a description of what our what our behaviors must be for us to be successful working together. So this idea is just school-wide norms. How can we have norms for when our parents and our teachers are working together? How can we have norms for when there's, you know, conversations or there's collaboration on the telephone? Or, or it's just don't leave these things to chance. Just specifically lay out what these things are going to look like. And one of these things is going to be when you're not going to yell and you're not going to call and scream at a, a teacher. We're not going to send nasty emails home. We're not going to, you know, we're not going to have, you know, face-to-face confrontations in the school setting. It's, it's just to, it's just to specifically lay out what our actions are going to look like. So if, if you get an enraged parent and hopefully there's some expectations ahead of time that, you know what, these are not our norms. This is not how we operate. I need you to change your, you know, change your words or change your emotion right now. Yeah, I, I like that. So having norms is really important and definitely something that you can formalize and put into place. But sometimes those things just happen naturally, that people start to understand how to work together.
You know when a kid really loves a book so much that they don't want to put it down? I love seeing early readers that excited. Just Right Reader Decodable Books do that for your students. With diverse characters so students see themselves, funny plot lines so kids enjoy it, and skills based on the science of reading so kids actually progress, Just Right Reader Decodables are the perfect addition to your school. Check out JustRightReader.com. That's JustRightReader.com. And I want to share a quick story about when I was a teacher in a middle school. And I had this idea of doing these small group rotations and knew that if I, as a young and experienced teacher, just turned my kids loose, I would get eaten alive, right? And if I if I was focusing on four kids, the other 28 would be over there causing havoc. And so I had to do something and figure out how that would work and what it would look like. And one of the things that I came up with was to invite parents in to volunteer in a middle school classroom, which, as you know, just doesn't happen very often. And once I did this, then people at the district found out and were like, uh-oh, that's not going to be good because whatever, you know, they had their their doubts. So some district people came and observed. And what I found was that these parents that I had coming in uh, one day a week for the full day, different parents, they take turns and stuff, but they were there one day a week all day long. I'm sorry, it was two days because it took me two days to get through the rotation. As they were there, these parents were building relationships with the kids, deepening the relationships that they already had, and were seen as a support rather than as somebody who was in trying to see what was going on. So I told them going in, my goal, like the reason why you're here is so that I can focus on these kids in front of me. So if you have to ask me all this stuff, if I haven't prepared well and set you up for success, one, that's on me and I should do better. But two, you've also just got to figure some things out. And I can't, if I'm being pulled away every 30 seconds because you have a question and you can't figure it out yourself, then that's going to be a problem. And that sounded more demeaning than how I said it before. But the the two moms who were with me the most are dear friends that I just love and respect so much because they saw what I was doing and saw how it was benefiting their kids by get, letting me have attention with a small group of kids. And it was so great. That partnership was by far the highlight of my career because so much good came of that. And there was so much respect in that classroom. There was so much support. And there was so much partnership with these parents that it it really felt like what, you des- what you're describing of a parentship and not me saying, I have all the answers, you have to do it how I want, but also empowering them to solve small issues on their own and to deal with classroom management and things like that, that I, you know, it, it wasn't like, this is my classroom, you have to do what I say. It was, this is my goal. Here's my vision. Help me achieve this vision. And they totally got on board with it. And when we take that approach of help me achieve this vision, I think people are much more willing to get on board with it. What do you, what are your thoughts there? That's why the the fundamental part of of you know to because we're so PLC oriented that the the parent ship success team creates their own mission and their own vision and their values and their goals so that they can operate as an intentional group that is intention purposely trying to impact positively the the parent ship in in their school building. So absolutely, you've got to be able to to talk about what the mission and vision is for that particular group in order to support. 
You know, because I, I was blessed as principal at Lewis and Clark Elementary in Liberty. I, I, I mean, I look back on those 10 years and they were just amazing 10 years. I, you know, great families, great kids. I had my own kids there. I mean, I was, I was, and I still am completely in love with that school. And, but even at that, I, I look back and I think, did, did we, did we really give parents a, a voice to, for, for significant change or for significant things that we were doing in our school? We, we had amazingly supportive parents, you know, conference meals, you know, carnivals, donations, you know, we, we were able to do a lot of really cool things because had a, we had a lot of, you know, our teachers would put sticky notes on their doors and the parents would donate class supplies and, and, and we had a lot of great things, but you know what, what I realize now is that we had a lot of parents who could, who could give a lot to our school, but maybe not financially, maybe not through resources, but maybe through their ideas and their questions and I don't feel like I did a good enough job of really incorporating that part of the parentship into our school. So that's a part of a message that I wanted to get out more now. And and we, you know, we we got better about, you know, we had a lot of parents who had a lot of great jobs. And so we started bringing in parents to work with our, you know, our real world learning experiences and flex, you know, and and um, uh, PBL units and things like that. So we had a lot of great resources out there. So there's a strategy in my book talking about career navigators. How can we, you know, these these parents who have these phenomenal jobs, how can we use them as resources to to come in and talk with the kids, but also to talk to kids who are looking at career opportunities when they get into high school about what, you know, kind of helping them decide where it is that they exactly what they want to do with kind of being post high school. And we had a great watchdogs program. And and that was a way for for, for father figures who maybe, you know, traditionally you might get more, you know, more moms, you know, who, who supported and volunteer and helped out. This is a great way for dads, grandpas, stepdads, uncles, uh, you know, boyfriends to, to be involved with their kids, but also with our school. And they, they did get an inside view of what our school was like. And we opened up our doors to them and they were always consistently exhausted at the end of the day. And they were always constantly amazed at the work of our teachers. And I think that was a, that was a positive because they, they got to see the inner workings of what it looked like. And they were amazed at how awesome our teachers were. And that was always mm-hmm. a really positive message. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, Kyle, we, we've been friends for a long time, almost as long as this podcast has been around. Cause you were on episode 79 way okay. back when years ago. And I've seen I from first met you at the, Model Schools Conference down yeah. in, uh, I think Atlanta. Yeah, that's right. And uh, that was that was an awesome experience. One of the great conferences that I conferences that I've been to. I, I want to remind everybody the book is called Parentships. You can get it at Solution Tree. There's a link in the show notes to get that book. Um, definitely something that everyone should get. The last question that I have for you, Kyle, is what is one thing that a principal can do this week to be a transformative leader like you? Oh man, uh, that's a great question. I I think it begins and ends with with how you treat people and how you engage with people. So whatever you can do to to build people around you, to pour into people around you, to influence people around you. It, you know, people are struggling right now and it's tough and whatever you can do to to make it be okay for other people and and build those great people around you and and, and your parents as well. I mean, 
connect with that parent, you know, start, start talking about what a parentship could be, start talking, acknowledge the fact that, you know, we've kind of closed those doors to parents um, in the last couple of years. How can we start to re-engage um, our parent community and, and, you know, start, start over, not start over, but really work to, to build that back, you know, here in the next couple of months as we get ready to wind up the year and get ready for next year. But I say people and, and those people, don't forget, those people are your great parents as well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, Kyle, thank you so much for being here. Appreciate you uh, and all you do. And thank you for sharing your wisdom with our audience here today. And have a great day. Thanks for being here. Yeah, thank you. And thank you again, Jethro. And you can also get that book at Amazon, too. So Amazon, Our Solution Tree, Parentships and a PLC. Let me know how I can help. Do you want to simplify your school's technology, save teachers time, improve students' performance on state assessments? You can do it all, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all these goals. That's IXL.com BE. There are lots of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. But when do they actually do all of those things? You need flexible time. When added into your master schedule, flex time enables students to get extra help or intervention, meet with teachers, make up work, get physical exercise, and try new enrichment offerings. If you're thinking of giving it a try, check out MyFlex Learning, which unlocks the benefits of flexible time without all the headaches you get with it usually. Its intuitive design and SIS integration makes implementation and training a breeze. Make your flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com slash BE.